Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Ellie Gibson. It's me, Helen Thorne. And who have we got today? Harriet Kemsley. Hello, Harriet Kemsley. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, lovely to have you. Now, you, we have met before, Harriet. Do you even remember that? I do, but it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I think I gigged with you at the Cavendish Arms. Oh my goodness! Which for That's anyone who's was. not familiar, please remain that way. It's a, it's a. Well, is, is it a <laughs> terrible? But it's just a strange. It's a it's strange. It's Stockwell, part. isn't it? Yes, it's an intense experience. And when you go to watch the comedy there, there's forty three comedians all doing. <sighs> But they're meant to do five minutes and they all do around um, 22 minutes and it's a long... And you're always on 42nd. It doesn't... It, yeah, for some exactly. Reason, Whatever happens, you'll yeah. always be last and you have to um, bring a friend and stay there all night and it's a very intense, long evening and you get some real, some real interesting opinions and <laughs> Some real songs. interesting people. Let's. Yeah, some real interesting characters. Uh, uh, it's a fun time. And, and, and a lot of young men talking about wanking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. say half. I, I think I think we should put together a bit of a Cavendish Arms bingo, and I think you can yes. tick it off in about yeah. the first yeah. eight seconds. It's it's uh yeah. Oh, but who would do jokes about wanking, Helen? That's so. I really, so I've hack. really, I've really progressed. Well, I learned a lot from those young men, Ellie. I'm not going to say a bad word against them. Yeah, they that really inspired me. Where you talk me. about drawing your foreskin back, though, I don't know if that really works. But no, anyway. <laughs> look, it's worth a punt. Uh, no, so yeah, but they're the formative years, aren't they? We should yes. introduce uh, Harriet properly. She's a stand-up comedian, podcaster, uh, an actor, and mother. Yes. And seemed to launch herself back into the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Harriet? A what full, is wrong with me? Full run. You're doing it. the full run, lad. I make bad choices. <laughs> it's what we've learned uh, so far. Yeah, I thought it would be a really good idea to have um, a six-month-old baby and go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for a month. Oh, mm. It's not a good idea to have a six-month-old baby and do anything. To exactly. Be honest. You might yeah. as well just lock yourself in the toilet with it and just <laughs> have done with it. Some mini baby bells. Yes. Be fine. And of those things, um, so we mentioned there, comedian, podcaster, actor, and mother. What's what's the what's the pie chart of Harriet Kemsley looking like at the moment? What percentage is mother? What percentage is comedian? Or are you going? What the fuck is, is this stupid woman talking about? I'm all of those things. Um, I think sleep is a tiny little section of it. Right. There's not much sleep. Um, but then, yeah, I'm back doing stand-up. But the thing is with it is the lucky thing with our job generally is that you can often run out for a few hours and run back while the baby's asleep. So that's pretty good. Yeah, you just um, or leave it in the car. That's what I used to do. Or just leave it in the yeah, car. Crack a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Give it yeah. an iPad and People some hammer bones. I'm more yeah. upset about a dog in a car than a baby. <laughs> so it's really, that really helps, you know. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't leave my dog in the car, we're fine. Yeah, no one yeah. will complain. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, basically uh, stand up and baby at the moment is the, mm. is the thing, trying to get this show on the road. And so, because you have to book Edinburgh, you made the decision to do Edinburgh while you're still pregnant? Yes. Silly girl. It's really, really, <laughs> really silly. I think, to be honest, it's been good. I think what's been good, so I start, I went back to work really quickly um, within a few weeks, but what's lucky is we can pick and choose what we do mm. quite a lot, and it's not like you have to go leave early in the morning, come back late at night and do that for five days in a row often. Yeah. You can just kind of dip in and out. And... One month after we had her, we started doing stand-up. And so my husband is also a comedian. So we would bring her to the club. And the clubs were amazing. Like We would sit in the green room with her. And one of us would open and one of us would close. And then we'd go back. And 
at the time, I can't believe we did it. But I think what was good is that I was so worried about losing my identity or not being able to, or not wanting to do it. Whereas I just kind of like threw myself like headfirst into it. And because of that, it's now normal. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think I would have found it really hard if I'd had all that lovely time off with the baby and then had to go. So now there is a balance and I feel like I've got the best of both Mm. and the worst of both. Yeah, because I was going to say, like having, so your your husband's called Bobby Mayer, is that right? Yes. I, I did like, I did see some st- stand up where you said, I don't want to change my name. I don't want to be Mrs. Mayer. <laughs> Mrs. Mayer who has bees. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, that's so patronising. That is a very funny joke, Harriet. Um, so that, is, is that, is that, um, is that easier or worse at having a stand-up comedian as a husband? I think we've made a terrible mistake. Um, we both <laughs> should have married lawyers, basically. Yes, Somebody yes. that has a someone really has money. Yeah. solid job and someone that leaves so that you have space from each other. I think that is the healthy thing to do. Um, I think it's good in a way in that we're both quite flexible so we can be like, you watch her now and then I go do this thing. Like I come here and then I'll get home and then he'll go do his thing and then I have shows tonight so then he'll watch her. Or, no, actually we have a babysitter tonight. So it is it is a lot. We now have a joint calendar, um, which is the most organised we've ever been. Extraordinary. Absolutely. Look at us go. It's crazy. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I think um, I wouldn't recommend it. I hear of all these people that have partners that have day jobs and then the partner is just at home with the baby in the evening and... That seems really smart. And then you see each other for about an hour a day. Ideal. A Abs- lovely hour. Ideal. Rather than yeah. a resentful full day. You do it. <laughs> yeah, your exactly. turn. I'm more tired. But then your yes. marriage lasts longer because it takes you longer to hit the number of hours. You know, the average for when people get break up, was it 12 years or something? Yeah, yeah. we'll get there well, quicker. But if you're only seeing each other for an hour a day, then yeah. you, know, you might get 20. You might get 20 hours. Yeah. That's why the pandemic really sped things up for divorce for I people. Think so, I think yeah. people go, oh, no, you're a cunt. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise. Oh, damn it. Oh. I've got to put the hours in to really find out <laughs> who's a cunt. <Yeah. laughs> and you you did a TV show together, didn't you? Bobby and Harry yes. get married. We don't do things easily, um, I will say. So, yeah, we got the commission for the show three months before we got married. And so we were getting married and filming the show and writing the show. And oh. um, it was chaos. Um, but it was very fun and we're very proud of it. But um, it was a very... Two thing, those two things are stressful, and then you combine them, and chaos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did love the bit where was it? Which magazine did you ring up to try and get sponsorship of your wedding? <laughs> it's excellent. Ex- do tell the listener about this. I can't remember if it was OK or Hello magazine, but I rang up one of them to try and because um, like it was a way like so how we did it. It was like we say it's like a. Um, a reality drama so it was like it was a reality comedy so like it was a sitcom like it was like yeah planned like we did everything but like it's based yeah yeah, yeah. it's based on our life and what we could do is we could take arguments that had happened a few years previous and then redo them so in a way it was kind of healthy because we could like write lines for each other or be like i wish i'd said this in this moment it was very brilliant um in that way um and so then in that scene i was trying to uh uh, make money um for the wedding because we didn't have any money and so I called them um to try and get them to come and film the wedding and I was trying to tell them that Bobby was a celebrity and they did not agree um <laughs> so we went into a, a bit of a conversation um and uh yeah that was that was one of the funnest bits working with kind of real people that didn't quite know um what was happening yeah and you went to great lengths you even got a Brazilian or was it a Hollywood <laughs> I think it was I think it was um, Brazilian yeah. um, because my friend was in the it? room no no like I've got a little hit moustache just above oh, your um, right. entrance well, it's, it's Hollywood where oh, all it. gone oh, completely oh, bald oh, all Barbie oh, yeah. yeah 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 I, that was before um, my laser hair years um, which have come since which I really recommend um, but yeah I did that I think I just have no shame I think in hindsight you listing these things I'm like wow I really need to um... no no <laughs> That's something we, I think we never had. No, no, no. So sometimes people say to us, <laughs> if we're wearing a particularly tight cat suit or we've told a particularly uh, filthy joke, they'll go, do you know, I think you're so brave. You are so brave. Like as if we've survived cancer. Yeah. Oh, you're so fireman. brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we go, no, because we, we, no, bravery means you have something. 
you have courage you have you possess a thing we lack something yes. and that something is pride that's you just it. have I no shame pride. thank you yes, for naming yes. it that's great. <laughs> thank you finally worked it out. Yeah. pride and shame yeah, and therefore go. you know there are no boundaries I mean I don't know what it's like to live your life otherwise really that's what I've always done but I quite enjoy it so mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so were you start? When did you start out in comedy? When was the? So it's like over ten years ago now. So, mm. um, so yeah, I've been doing it a really long time. So, um, before that, I was trying to do like um, acting. Like, so I thought I was a serious actor, but nobody agreed. And I like, <laughs> just laugh when I was trying to be serious. And I was like, guys, this is like a serious thing. I'm feeling very sad. <laughs> exactly. I'm angry. Yeah. Like, no, you're silly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, and so then I started writing bits and then it was actually um, my mum and dad that suggested I do stand-up which was wild because they didn't know anything about stand-up and neither did I and they watched Live at the Apollo and then they suggested that I should go do it and I was like this is crazy and they were like no just like you always like mad awful things always happen to you and it's quite funny so like you should go and like talk about it mm. and um, so I went and did it and um, just loved it yeah. and so yeah. So you're going to Edinburgh this summer, as we said. Tell us about your new show, Harriet. Going to Edinburgh, so I have a new show. So it's called um, Honeysuckle Island. Um, so it's based on, I found this leaflet that I designed when I was 11. And it was like this dream holiday destination. So it had like um, everything you'd want as like an 11 year old, like monkeys and zip lines and waterfalls. It was like perfect. But then I looked at it closely and in the corner, I'd drawn a cellulite machine. Oh. And um, I was like, and I'd spelt cellulite right and island wrong and there's <laughs> something about my priorities at that age it's, yeah. I just couldn't at believe 11, that at 11 that I was wow. aware and firstly cellulite machine I don't think that's a real thing like I'd invented it um, and secondly like, it was just mad that I knew about it and then now having a daughter kind of looking at how she's going to grow up and like how little has kind of changed or how in any way like, it's kind of gone sideways um, so that's kind of what the show is about mm. yeah because do you think having a daughter has kind of impacted on how you see the world? Like, yeah. it, I, I, I had a daughter first, and I, I must admit, like, I, I wanted to be a better person by having her. Not that I'd say, Ellie's got boys now, I'm sounding like a prick. But, um, like, I was like, I have to be strong and amazing for you. Like, the world is yeah. really harsh. And, it, yeah, it really, really transformed how I saw the world. I don't know. Yeah, because you must feel that, like so protective of her absolutely when you look at kind of all the the things that she's gonna have to go to that I didn't even think about and like all these pressures that are going to be on her and also like all the scary things that are out there having a daughter it just felt really overwhelming um but um and also yeah I, I completely agree that like you have to be you have to be strong for them so it's like rather than just be like my useless self I'm like Oh, I've got to pull myself together, I guess, and be a role model. Oh God! <laughs> oh no. God! Bullshit! No. <laughs> I do, I do love that you've um, spoken quite openly about your dyspraxia, and um, in the lead up to you coming on the podcast about um, your the people who booked you were saying, "Oh, you were feeling a bit anxious about becoming a mother and having dyspraxia because you've got to hold a precious thing. You can't just fall over." <laughs> I know, exactly. What, what is dyspraxia? If it, well, how do you define it? What does it What does it mean? So to you? I just it's just basically means you're like spatial awareness is very off and like you're not very good at moving um but also like your brain your thinking can be a bit off as well I think it just you're in that kind of neurodivergent um is it a circle is it a square spectrum that's the word yeah Mm. um and so um so yeah I'm naturally very clumsy so it was quite um it just felt really scary so like when I was pregnant I fell down the stairs and like I've fallen down the stairs many times in my life but I was like fuck I can't fall down the stairs anymore. Like, I've got to stop falling down the stairs. And, like, things like that. And, like, driving, like, like just the pressure of keeping a baby safe just feels so mad. Like, I can fall over and, like, make loads of mistakes. But it's like, I can't do that with a baby. So mm. it ha- that has been one of the the hardest bits of it, I think, definitely. Yeah. I'll go back. So what else are you sort of tackling in Honeysuckle? Is it is it really looking at the beauty industry or... What, what sort of else are you kind of... Yeah, so have you written it yet, Harriet? Um, so, yeah, we've got two weeks, haven't we? Yeah, so, absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's looking at the beauty industry and it's looking at um, at being a mum. And so it's kind of, it combines the two things. It talks about um, having my baby. It talks about kind of wearing makeup and like whether you're a bad person. Like if I'm wearing makeup, because my husband was like, are you still going to wear makeup now that we've got a daughter? And I was like, oh my God, like... Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because mm. I never you? even thought about it. Yes. I've never really thought about it. I never really thought about it. Well, I in my head, I was like, I felt terrible. And I was like, I need to stop wearing makeup. This is so bad. And then I was like, hang on a minute. Like, 
he watches porn with like women in loads of makeup. So like what like I was like as soon as you stop doing that, then I'll stop wearing makeup and did you yeah, say, you start watching porn with women with no makeup. Yeah. And then we'll exactly, call it that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, exactly. As yeah. soon as they're like just very natural and tired, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then I will stop. And he hasn't brought it up since. So. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think that's a good defence, actually. I think fucking wear the makeup. I think feminism yeah. is about having choices, isn't it? Yeah, Not I think about that's it. And that's what I'm trying to look into. It's like, to... what is the choice and what is society trying to trick us? That's the mm. um, that's the problem. That, that, yeah, that's we, we talk about that, that a lot. I, I've never really, yeah, I've never really had an issue with the makeup makeup thing and, and yeah. I say as a blanket thing I'll say whatever everybody wants to do is really their business it's not really my mm. business um but I've always worn makeup and I don't really care but then and to me it's like it's no different to maybe like having a haircut now and again I agree right? yeah I do usually wear makeup by the way it's just because this is quite early uh so um I didn't want to be like and now I don't wear makeup because what my husband said <laughs> I, do, I do usually wear yeah. makeup I just this is too early for me to yeah. find the time and I've started it doing porn <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah 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 um, I discovered a new makeup free porn everybody <laughs> but then I feel funny about um things like Botox and again if you if, not judging anyone I mean I obviously am privately but I'm not externally judging <laughs> anyone else if you want to go and have Botox good for you uh whatever you like but for me I'm like I don't want to pretend I'm not the age I am. It feels weird yeah, to me. Yeah, that we can't age, kind of, that's the problem. Yes, and I find it strange that... But then but then, am I being a hypocrite because, because I do wear makeup, which makes you look better in inverted commas or is sort of supposed to? It's so difficult. And the thing is, I was like, oh, maybe... I won't get Botox and I was like I'll get a fringe instead <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the same thing isn't it you're still trying to cover it up it's yeah uh, yeah it's um I don't yeah I don't this, the whole show is I don't know the answers basically and it's not us that needs to change it's society like it's like all these companies are finding these ways of making us feel bad about ourselves and yeah. having to do these things and the more it becomes the norm the more everybody has to do it and just the more money we're spending it's it's crazy yeah i i do a bit in our current show about i went to selfridges and i went to uh the benefit makeup counter and the first thing that the young uh sales assistant said to me was uh tell me what you hate about your face oh my god <laughs> And I said, I can help out with this one. <laughs> Pulled out my notebook. Yeah. But I thought, and so my reply was nothing. I really love my face. And she That's kind such of, a nice, you have a great face. Thank you very much. Um, but she was she, like, I've never heard that before. She uh, looks at me like, but, like she just, <laughs> she, she looked at me like, but you, sh- but, but have you seen yourself? No, um, but um, yes, yeah, she was completely broken by me not saying that. But obviously that is, that's the line she's been trained to use. Yeah. Because what are women going to say? Oh, I hate my eyes and I hate my lips. And she's like, well, I can sell you this shit and that will make you feel better. And so I just thought that is it about the whole industry. That is the crux of it. We, you know, you are shit, but we'll make you less shit with all the shit that we're going to give you. It's a lot of shit. But, um, yeah, I find it really fascinating. But don't you think, you know, I think there are a lot of pressures on, you know, young women. And, you know, we've got, obviously, we, you know, the, the trope is that we talk about Love Island and no hair and very thin and all that sort of stuff. And, and young girls, yeah, doing Botox and fillers at 25. Mm. But on the same time, we've got these amazing kind of beacons of body positivity and, and there's some really great yeah. role models sort of counteracting that at the same time and I think um young women and young men can choose to follow and and there's there's, there are much more um realistic role models than there were when we were little because the scope is bigger and the information is wider like we just had just 17 or in Australia it was Dolly magazine and Kylie or Madonna basically yeah exactly right slag or neighbour that yeah, was, that, <laughs> that was the options. What yeah. if you're a neighbour but you're a slag? Oh, oh, oh gosh, I think that was episode 479, wasn't it? I'm very excited about the the. I mean, the end of Neighbours. Sad, but but the, think of all the celebrities coming in. Was Neighbours a big thing for you? I loved Neighbours. Yeah, I did love Neighbours. How old are you, Harriet? Can we? Um, 35. 35, right? Yeah. Mm. So a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were so you were you were there for the Stefan Dennis years. No. Oh no! Oh, you missed no. the golden era. Yeah, the golden era. <laughs> but then you did. So you did grow up in a slightly different era to us. And in terms of like, we did like when did sort of social media? When did that become a thing for you? So that didn't become a thing until I think Facebook. I first got Facebook. I think when I was nineteen, and right. so at, like thank 
god yeah because i can't imagine the photos that would exist of me in the internet like i don't think i would yeah. be able to leave the house i don't think i'd yeah. be able to have a job i can't imagine the pressure but then maybe there is a like in some ways there's maybe a good thing about that because you have an ownership over how you behave maybe a little bit you have to be more aware but then also i've, I've there's... heard that i've heard that there the, i mean there's obviously still booze and drugs around and teenagers but overall there's been a, a sort of a dip in that because people are really vulnerable they don't want to be taking a photo of them yeah. with their you know skirt around their waist and they're you know falling out of a cab um so there is there is a tiny bit of accountability yeah to be fair i was doing all those things when i was 19 and beyond so i guess that's not true <laughs> there are some, I there's some that, evidence yeah. yes i did not have any accountability at any age um but yeah i think it's yeah and it's it's horrible to grow up with that kind of lens on you it feels it feels um it feels intense i don't know yeah I know, I, I and I was, I was saying this, Ellie and I were in a meeting the other day about, you know, social media and things, and my daughter's 13, and I show her the images that I put on the on Instagram and Facebook because I think that eventually when she's on social media, she's going to see them anyway, and I think that's important. Yeah. But I I, <laughs> I, um, I got some uh, new gear from Sweaty Betty because they're sponsoring me for the London Marathon. I'm running the marathon. I don't like to talk about it. Um, anyway, so I did this, like, <laughs> reel of me, like, dancing in a bikini in my shorts and I showed Matilda and she went oh oh no, oh no why did you do that oh yuck oh she's oh, like yuck. that is not for me I was like I'm really empowered I'm I'm getting this bunny and I'm dancing around she's like well no mum ah. oh, <laughs> well I told you just last night this was going to be my confession but fuck it we'll have it now spoilers but yeah. um uh, I was getting ready to go we did a show last night in the Ivy House at the pub and it's boiling hot in the Ivy House this is going to put people off coming but yeah it's, look, the summer is done. Summer's done. Can't be more than We've a week. had it, yeah, yeah exactly. Can't yeah. be more than a week. Uh, so it's really boiling hot. So I put on just my running shorts, a little pair of running shorts. Not tight, not hot pants, not like, no, you know, not no. super skimpy, just like loose, like quite 70s, like satin, <laughs> black, yeah, I like black shorts, nothing yeah. sexy. But they are, they're quite short. And I put, a, I put a blouse on, I think I had a blues on. on. Yes. And I came downstairs. <laughs> look very smart, very smart. <laughs> it I, sounds lovely. Yeah. I think it was an excellent look. And uh, Charlie said, I said, I said, right, I'm going to work. And he went, in that? And I was like, he's 11. And I was like, yes. And he was like, in those shorts? And I was like, yes, that's right. And he went, they look like pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, and I didn't know what to say. And then my husband piped up. Leave your mother alone. She's got great pins. And I was like, thank you very much. Oh, and he just he did like the eye roll to end all of the eye rolls and just like, mm. and I was like, if that's 11, by the time I'm 15, he's going to be like hiding my car keys if I put a frock on, isn't he? If the boots are hanging <laughs> out. But they do. Like before I go on a date, like, you know, the babysitter will be there and the kids and I'll come down and they're like, no, mum. I was wearing a, you know, I was wearing a little uh, little denim uh, shorts, uh, you know, top shop thing, and and I w- came downstairs and my daughter said it would look much better with a skirt over the top. I was like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, they they they're quite. <laughs> That's not what you need. Yeah. But, but we were we were yeah. we were um we were talking to we had a psychotherapist on uh, recently called Dr. Ang Harrod Rudkin, and and she was saying that that children don't want you to look too sexy like that the, the image yeah. of your parents or even acknowledging that your parents have sex is my it? daughter's better watch out then yeah. <laughs> she's got a sexy mum yes I have told Pete to stop doing the school run in his gimp suit uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes him feel uncomfortable uh, but um, yeah well look speaking of all this this brings me neatly on to I'm going to reintroduce a section that we haven't had for a while yes and um, sometimes Harriet when we have mothers who are younger than us who've got new babies because your baby's six months yeah and our eldest uh, is 13 not that we had it together that makes us <laughs> our we, eldest we got a turkey baby yes, yeah, yes, yes 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 our eldest our I was the tummy mummy for that 13. one yes yes <laughs> so this section is called unsolicited advice ah we get to give you advice you haven't really asked for <laughs> and don't really want. Mm. But let's flip it. Is there something you'd like to ask us as incredibly old, wise, fully formed, flawless parents? Mm. We've been doing it for over a decade. We know everything there is to know we've, about it. We, we never wrote, make any mistakes. We, we wrote a book about wrote it. Wrote a fucking book. We've sold, done out. Oh, my well. God. Yes. We've sold some copies. It's, yeah, it's not in print anymore. No, it's not anymore. No. That's a shame. Because <laughs> it was too popular. 
Yes, it was a limited edition. Yes, it's highly <laughs> yeah, sought yeah, after. Yeah, we, we didn't want to print too many. This is the thing. We did not. That's that Helen's book is still in print. Listener, while Harriet thinks of a question. Yes, my um, book is actually coming out on paperback on the twenty eighth of July. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, get divorced, be happy. It's done moderately well. It's done brilliant. Well. It's the Sunday Times bestseller. Um, I don't like to mention it. Thank you for the yes. clap. That was very very I nice. Did write a chapter in it and that probably pushed it over the edge. Um, <laughs> so, is there anything you'd like to well, ask us? Harriet? I guess my problem is I just can't stop worrying and mm. I can't give up any control how to mm. do that ah oh. <laughs> well the bad news um I wrote a blog post about this didn't I yeah years ago called the fear um because with my first child I had quite a normal pregnancy it was all very jolly and healthy and then the birth it was it was you know it hurt. Uh, it does smart a bit, as I'm sure you're familiar with. But it a little was, tinge, yeah. You know, it was over in 12 hours and I was back home the same day. It was no big drama. But then I found myself pretty overwhelmed with this fear. And I don't mean anxiety. I've never really had anxiety in terms of worrying about what I would say irrational things. But just, just say, just sort of this fear of like, oh, right, here's this person and... Yes, of course, worrying about all the things that, well, I've got to keep them alive and keep them safe and all that stuff. But I wasn't unduly worried about that. I was lucky enough that the breastfeeding works and all that stuff. But I was like... I mean, look at your tits. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, but I, so I, what I hadn't anticipated was that I was going to be worried about this other person's existence more than my own for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like wherever I went, that even if I went on a holiday on my own, I would always be thinking about them and worrying if they were right. And God forbid they should go to bloody university. Or when I think the things I did in Southeast Asia when I was 19. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, yeah. Sort of I don't want my children to do anything that I've done. Yeah. And of course I was terrified, like you were saying, of dropping him or falling down the stairs or crashing the car or all of that. But it was a general sense of... of it. so I, what, what I'm saying is, yeah, it's awful. That's good advice, isn't it? No, it's Yes, exactly. And, 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 and you and, learn to live with it. You learn to live with it. And also, the, the things that you fear the most, you know, the really awful things about them getting hurt or, or you know, kidnapped or whatever, are so rare. Are just absolutely mm, yeah. rare. And, and you know, and, and um, they will roll off the bed. They're going to do that once, you know. They, they, and they, they, they're going to be okay. Um, and I think just talking about it as much as you can. Did you do the NCT? Did you do like a baby group yeah, thing? Yeah, I did a baby gr- group thing because I was like, I literally don't know how to keep a baby alive. Like, mm. I, I think other people were there to like, meet people, but I was like, I really need these ste- like this information. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where do you plug it in? Is it USB-A <laughs> or USB-C? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was... Um, there was one moment where um, you had to do the, um, you know, you have to like learn how to do the CPR thing. Oh yeah. And then my husband did it so hard that the batteries flew out. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! And then I did it, and the same thing happened. I was like, we're terrible parents. What's gonna happen? Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know. But um, but yeah, it was good to like learn that stuff. But then I also feel like I've immediately forgotten it. Mm. And so I'm like, so you're like, how? What are these things you do in an emergency? But yeah, it's just I think it's just hard to let up control. I just. I think maybe this is a distracted thing, like, I've got quite black and white thinking, maybe, and so, like, the NHS advice was, like, don't leave her in a room without a baby monitor until they're six months, like, don't leave them in a room without a person in it for six months, and then everyone I know was, like, leaving them with baby monitors, and I just couldn't do it, and so I had to make sure that someone was in a room with her all the time, which was very exhausting mm. um, for everybody else and for myself, but... I just couldn't not follow the rules in case something happened. Yeah. It just felt too scary or that I didn't know enough or that if I'd made a mistake, I don't know, it just, it was, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I would say I'm, I, I don't have dyspraxia as far as I know, but I, I um, also have, I've, I, I'm a person who likes a bit of control and I like to be in control and I like to plan things and I like to, you know, know where stuff is and I like things to be tidy and all of that stuff. And I think I, I've had to let go of a lot of that and, and that and how I've managed that um, is not by just letting go of everything and going, well, I can't control anything, so fuck it, because that just yeah. makes me unhappy, I've found. And, but um, kind of picking the things that I can control and then having to consciously and sometimes repeatedly decide not to give a shit about some of the other stuff. <laughs> okay. So as, as an obvious example, this room at the moment, I tidied it up because you were coming. Oh my God, and I it's so nice. My, my, but at the same time, it, it does annoy me, the microwave, because we're in the kitchen down I the still there. I wondered what that was. That's not a feature. I've still got a sideburn and a microwave in the middle of my lounge. Right, yeah. Um, which, but I've just, and there's it some looks kind of there. cool though. It looks, I thought maybe it was a TV or something. I don't know, but no. It's I should a... have said that. Now I've really <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a microwave. Not, not too many TVs have... Uh, a door 
uh, yeah, that's true. Screen. Yeah, that's you true. Put it was just so perfectly presented. It is. Like, it's it seems so, like... and so neatly. Yes, neatly and it's done. Just, yeah, there's bits of the barbecue over there. There's the old lampshade. It's like, but I sort of yeah. But then, and then if you went upstairs, there's kids' shit just everywhere. Yeah. But I sort of had to go right. Well, what what's what's the minimum control that I need to make me feel happy? And, and, and is achievable and for me it's like having a room at the end of the day whether it's my bedroom or down here that I can go in and sit in and there's no shit there's no one shit. tidy space that's a really yeah. good idea and yeah. that might mean like getting all the kids shit all the magazines and the fucking toys and, and the shit throwing it and out the window throwing it like, yeah, in, the, in at my husband yes. yeah yeah. Uh, but just putting it and not and that was the thing like letting go of having to put everything away in exactly the right place yeah. all the time again I'm just going to put that over here and I'm going to deal with that tomorrow because I'm knackered and I'm going to prioritise sleep and relaxation. And for me, relaxation is sitting in a nice, calm room. Yeah, and I've had to learn, But I've had to learn and practice that. Like not, And then not sitting there going, oh, it's messy next door though, isn't it? But I've found with practice, it, it's it, it's feasible. Yeah. <laughs> so just just give it 10 years, you'll feel much better. Just really try and give up. Yeah. Okay, just, okay, just, great. Literally, that's what I'm saying, isn't it? Just choose yeah. what to give up and then work yeah. really hard at okay. giving it up. I um, I I would get a couple of big cardboard boxes. What I do is I have one at the end mm. of the kitchen table, and if anyone's coming over, just get one arm and just sweep what is oh, on the lovely. and just pop it in. So yeah. at the moment, uh, there's two cardboard boxes just full of shit mm. underneath the end of the table. But you know, I'm I'm pretending they're not there, and and then sometimes mm. I have a nice clean surface. The other bit of unsolicited advice I would give you is uh, swearing between uh, midnight and six a.m. But anything goes. Anything oh, goes, and when after, after six a.m., you know, then you can say sorry. But in those hours, just call them a cunt. Just say all the things that you want to say, and then it's sort of forgiven. Like it's sort of a raise. What if you did it at eleven forty-five, for instance, last night? Uh, no, that's fine. Absolutely. That's fine. That falls what, in the window. Can, okay, can great. You, can you? Great. I mean, what are some of the good things that you've said to each other? Go on. I, mean, I, I don't know. It's just so. It's so difficult to not. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if we've actually like. I think one of the things is just you realise how much you need the other person to... Not be shit. Not be shit. Just don't and be then shit. you yeah. are shit and then they're shit. And then like I had, I like wrote, I think it is quite passive aggressive. Like I wrote, you know, like how flatmates like write a note like on the fridge or something. Yep. And I was like, I don't know how to keep saying, either I keep saying it or I write it down. Mm. And like if I write it down, then I don't oh. know how to keep saying it. So I wrote down this like things to do like every day. And on it, it's like, open the curtains <laughs> like the most oh, oh so, fuck me yeah come so, on it's so <laughs> difficult but yeah. I went away for a couple of days and then I saw um a friend of ours who'd come around and done a podcast and I was like I was like how was the the house and he was like yeah yeah it's fine and I was like did you open the curtains and he was like oh no he was like, no, I wonder why it was so dark. We just sat oh. in darkness in the oh. afternoon because he just wouldn't occur to him to open oh. the curtains. And you're like, I don't know what to do. How? You don't, don't, don't let go of that curtains. shit. You're completely in the right. That's not one thing you want to give Keep up. Going. That's fucking But untenable. if he doesn't mind. But then I'm like, I don't want people to come around and just see our place in dark. Like, it just feels like they'll be like, they live in such a bleak place. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they exactly. This like, is half of my house. They'll never come yeah. again. Exactly. Yeah. They'll be like, Harriet lives so bleak. You need to renew your vows. There we go. We need to re- again. The vows need to be open the fucking curtains. I vow I will open Come the curtains. <laughs> no, we've all done. I did just just the other day. I did. So we have a system where I I really like cooking. So I do all the cooking. I cook all the meals. That's fine by me. Love cooking. You've got no issues with control. It's good. Yes. No. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't. But I care about food being good. Yes, I don't yeah. think that's control. I think no. that's. I think that's. I just. I quite like chopping up. Onion. I'd rather chop an onion than you know actually mop mop a floor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. um. So it's Pete's job, and then Pete's job is to do the cleaning up and the dishwasher, which again I don't mind because he likes to load the dishwasher in a certain way, and mm. I don't feel the need to have any control about that because no. it's fucking pointless. Who gives a fuck? It's the dishwasher. Yeah. 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 So anyway, getting into it now. But um, <laughs> part of the <laughs> clearing up after the meal. <laughs> Um, is for me obviously you load the dishwasher you wipe down the kitchen surfaces and you wipe down the table yeah. right? you wipe down the dining table because little crumbs get on it and drink rings and all of this and I kept coming down in the morning and I'd get up before him and I'd be going to make the kids breakfast and the table would just be covered in bits of old milk and just like <sighs> but, I was, and that's, but that's the problem that's how you start the day and then yes. you start the day and it's all there and so you're like I don't know how yeah. to start a day with like 
annoyance. Yeah, and I can't put my computer... I sometimes get up really early and work and I can't put my computer on the cover. It's covered in fucking Cocoa Pops and all of this. And stuff. But I was really good and I'd be like, oh, darling, um, when you clear the table, could you please, like, could you wipe the table afterwards? And again, you're, you're biting... Because it feels like you're saying to someone, when you put your shoes on, would you tie your shoelaces? <laughs> because I just don't want you to die. Yeah. Do you mind? Um, and he'd be like... And then he'd go, oh, did I not wipe the table? And I'd just go, no. No, you didn't wipe the table. Uh, and so this went on for a while. And then I come down the other day, same shit. And there was proper stains over the table. So I took photographs. And I, it was like 6am. So I took photographs of the stains. Like a crime officer. Yeah. And like, what's happening to him? <laughs> Going upstairs. Upstairs. He was please. still the same he house. He was a bed, a bed asleep upstairs. Going, please wipe the fucking table. It's part of clearing up the kitchen. I don't know how else to say it here's the evidence please do it and he came downstairs and i knew we hadn't seen them i hadn't had the blue ticks and he's like morning uh and he's like uh i was like the the table and he's like what and i was like you didn't wipe the table and he went oh, i'm sure i wiped the table and i was like oh look at what's that oh i knew you'd say that 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 uh <laughs> but do you know what came down this morning guess what he was doing Wiping the fucking table. The boy is mad. He was wiping the table at 4.30 a.m. before he went to the airport. And I was like, oh, good. Because he didn't do it the night before? Yeah, mm. that's right. But still, again, yeah, I can let saw, that go, yeah. Harriet. As long as it's done before you get up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Doesn't have to be done to my schedule as long as it's fucking done. <laughs> it's so difficult because I think before I was with Bob, like, I was like, I have learned as I've gone that I have to do these things. Like When I was younger, I was like very messy and I've had to like learn how to do these things. But he's not learnt and I don't want to be teaching him like yeah. it's so difficult because you're like you just need to take but I think the more one person relaxes the more other per- the other person has to be like telling the other person what to do and then the more they pull back and so you're in this like dynamic where mm. <sighs> should, we, should we just get divorced I think the listener has, has noticed I've stayed very quiet during this time. <laughs> I fucking love living by myself because yeah. everything is down to me. Everything is absolutely down to you me. You get to wipe your own table every oh, day. Ah, listen, dream. lads, look, the, you, you, the the absolute joy. Um, but but also, um, I've made my kids do a lot more. Uh, and like the other day, I said to Hugo, we've got to you know stack the dishwasher. And the way he stacked it was extraordinary. Like he got like the big plates and put them across the streams. Like you know, there's two lanes. Mm-hmm. And, and like, um, but I didn't criticize. No, I yeah. was like, no, no, no. And then when they, <laughs> my daughter hung up a tea towel over the curtain rail, and I was like, I, I, okay, we're gonna go with this. Hey, at least she'd open the fucking curtain. She fucking did. Yeah, Look at her. Go. Look, yeah. she'll make a lovely husband one day. <laughs> but I think I think that's it. And and I'm a lot. I think, you know, in um, I interviewed a woman called Sophie Haywood, who's a great writer in The Guardian. Oh, about I love her writing, yeah. Yeah, and she had a child um, by herself. And she said it was really interesting um, when she had a young baby. She would hear all these couples resenting that he hasn't done this and why can't she do that? And she said, when you're a single parent there's no one else to rely on you it either mm. gets done by you or no one else and so she there was there was something quite freeing even though you were tired all of the time there was there wasn't that um resentment and that's one thing that i've really loved about living alone even though i'm going to bed so much later and i'm going if i don't if i don't put the pee kit in the fucking washing machine at midnight and get up and put it in the dryer then my child won't be able to go to well she'll either have a wet t-shirt or a stinky t-shirt so there's those there's those sort of things but yeah i have to write myself my own passive aggressive list going come on you stupid bitch <laughs> you want me to write you one yes if you can both come over and just go honestly how we'll can you live pictures. like this yeah we'll take pictures and we'll whatsapp them too. oh yes if you could if you could um, and i think it depends on your partner as well so yeah. for all i moan about the table pete actually does do a lot we do i would say we we now having worked in it for a long time we have a pretty fair division of labor yeah, yeah, and even yeah. the mental ladies shared a lot more now because we've talked a lot about that and done stuff about that but i think you were doing a lot of work Mm. You were doing the vast majority of the shit before anyway. So yeah, yes. Know. Yeah, so I think, and, and, and often when single parents are replying to some posts and stuff like that, they were like, nothing's really changed, it's just become easier, and I don't have to wash his clothes or look at his uh, beard hair in the sink. So there's a, there's, there is a freedom, I think, when you've got, when you've got that, um, absolutely. But I'm going to keep trying to get my kids to, to be better, because I was really fucking, like, my mum was the mum who, in the morning, it was like Mary Poppins, 
the breakfast table was laid. There was a lace doily yeah. over the toaster rack and all that sort of stuff. Two tea towel hanging from the curtain rack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As is tradition in the small family. Um, and yeah, she was still tidying my room at 18. I do remember though when I started getting into the sex, she said, oh, I emptied your waste paper bin. So many condoms. <laughs> <laughs> so many. So many. She was like, oh, it was like a waterfall of condoms. I was like, yeah. Uh, surprise, not a virgin. Uh, yeah, not a tidy person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them in the bin in your room as well you didn't even oh. try and hide them oh it was sorry it was the external wrappers you know i did obviously okay yeah. oh okay yeah sorry <laughs> that makes me feel slightly better oh, God. oh yeah that would be really skanky oh oh my god i um i recently um built my own bed uh for because uh, i thought it's time to get rid of the old extra mat you know the ex's old bed um and um, I was worried about, I was like, there have been incidences when I've had a gentleman call her over where we've just flung the condom just to be like, Woo-hoo, we don't care afterwards. And I thought, I, I wonder how many condoms I'll find underneath uh, the mattress. God, there's, a, there's all sorts of filth. Hang on, do you mean, you, you mean used condoms? Yes, yes. Not, you know, we, the first one we just throw into the air as a ceremony. No, like after we, you know, tie yeah. a knot in it and then just throw it. Who throws it? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not funny. That's incredibly disrespectful. What if it splattered against the wall? As so, not, like a water balloon or something. spunk balloons <laughs> around your house. You don't go to someone's house and eat a chocolate bar and throw the fucking rat on the floor. Sometimes I do no, it. I go, I'm sorry. Well, you're whipping it off like you're a magician pulling a tablecloth out from under a tea set. Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah, tie a little knot and it go, woo. That was fun. Like you said, yeah, that's you When you throw them. <laughs> what? Have you, Harry, have you ever done that? Absolutely not. You take it with the right amount of shame, and then you wrap it in a paper, and then you put it in the bin. Because oh, it's quite a sad moment, right? It's all, oh, the fun's God, over. Yes. It's deflating gently, isn't it? It's nestling back into its natural form. And then there's this sad little sort of cocoon around it, all sort of a little wrinkly, mollusk, little, little, wrinkly little... and soggy. Yeah. Oh. Don't tie a balloon in it. It's not a fucking party. <laughs> Fashion it into a, a, a sausage dog. Yeah. So what are you doing? <laughs> Stretch it out, make a hat. Well, well you if, traditionally you throw the first one across the room. Never heard anything like it. Listener, if this is a something you do, please do write in. I would genuinely love to hear from you. I'd genuinely love to hear from you because, oh. right, first of all, that's disgusting. If you. Yeah. If you do it in your own house, Helen, yeah, but that's your business. If that's how you want to treat your house, I've been to your house, yeah, fine, fine. That's what you're going to do. In my own room, I'm not doing it like on the sofa. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's a a, a, a balloon spun that you're throwing around your your house. But but, but, in it with a knot. All right, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to your house. Yes. I'm going to shit in a carrier bag. I'm going to tie a knot in it, swing it round my head, (laughs) and then throw it under your bed. How's that? Hey, party time. How's that? That's what I'm going to do. Um, I dare you. <laughs> no, you're not. If you if you do it, yeah, that's what that's your own space. That's your own house. Yeah. But someone else doing that in your house, I would argue, is incredibly disrespectful. I, not if you're part of like I just I always thought that was kind of funny. Woo! Who are these like a cowboy? <laughs> are you having sex with Russ Abbott? What is this? <laughs> I love a party with a bit of atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done this with one person or with multiple people? A couple this of times. Couple of but, fucking hell! But often, often, you know, you get you you do the sex with the in you know in your family, and then you're like, yes. oh. well, speak for yourself. <laughs> hey. And then you, and you go, one. oh, well, we don't need it for the other bits and bobs, and then and then you need a new one to pop back right. on again. Yeah, so then you get that one that hasn't been fully formed. And you're like, woo! We throw that one away. Yeah, no. But... No, no, please. Somebody, somebody just say you do something a- anyone, like this. Anybody, please. Again, like if I'm eating a meal and I go, oh, I might, I might, I don't really want the crusts of this sandwich. I don't just throw them on the floor, have yes. a different sandwich, and, that and then that's have fine. on it, maybe. So yeah. Yeah, that's not even nearly as bad. Okay, cool. Look, every day's a learning day. <laughs> The well, more you share, the more you learn. Yes, exactly it's right. Important. It feels better. Yeah. Thank you, Harriet. Well, um, on that bombshell, literally the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, let us let us now move, although I think we've maybe peaked. Let us move on to Scummy Mummy Confession. I think that's an excellent idea. Now, I told my shorts pants, embarrassing my son confession. Mm. Uh, do you have one? Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, listeners might know that I've been, I've seen a young Italian bloke on and off for the last mm. year. Uh, and and um, throughout the year, I've, sometimes I surprise him with a present, right? So I'll send him something. Um, so he's, 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 his first name is quite high up in the alphabet. Uh, so he's on my Amazon list. And the other day I thought, oh, I just need to bulk buy some cat litter because I'm about to go away for six weeks. Uh, and, and I did it quite quickly. Uh, so I didn't send 16 kilos of cat litter to my house. <laughs> I sent it to my young Italian lover's house. So, and we haven't seen each other uh, since his birthday and since I um, drank too many cocktails and disgraced myself. Uh, so oh, I've got to show you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know. It's funny. We just really slowly replied to my text messages. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think got... it was vomiting all over his apartment. Or do you think it was ripping a condom off it, tying, tying a knot in it and shouting, woo! Only the universe knows this answer. Um, uh, yeah, Did you so... vomit into a condom and tie a knot? Maybe that's, you think that's successful. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and also what I like is, and this isn't even the first time you've done that, is it? No, no. This is the second time I've del- I delivered some cat food. <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> I think because we haven't seen each other for a little bit, I think he thinks it's my weird way of like. Yeah, you're one of those women over. that's like, oh, whoops, I sent you a little thing. Oh, silly me. <laughs> Let me go and daintily go and collect all my cat litter from your house. <laughs> I think I can't even fucking lift it. Like, oh, I think you should order a new heavy thing every day to his house until he sees you. A wheel of parmesan. <laughs> An anvil, That's right. a microwave. You could take, you could set yeah, the microwave. Just big things anymore. He lives on the third floor of the apartments as well. He's about thrilled, and it will be addressed to him as well. He's not going to be able to get down the stairs because of all the cat litter. <laughs> That'll woo him back. Listen, ladies, you can learn a lot from me. Yeah. You know the way to a man's heart. <laughs> Oh, so that's dear. my scummy mummy confession. Uh, Kat, uh, Harriet, have you accidentally sent any heavy objects to, your, to any of your lovers lately? No, but I did try and take my baby to a festival. Oh. And um, so I I just assumed babies could go to festivals. Because mm. whenever I've done like Latitude or whatever, yeah. there's babies. Oh yeah, and it's all so very hip and It's all very cool. fine. Yeah, so I... Um, I got my baby all dressed up. I got her in like a flower crown, and we were going to um, in Herne Hill. They had all these um, festivals on over yes, the summer. Yeah, yeah. So I queued up. I got us tickets. Like my friends there. We got to the front, and um, they were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Why do you have a baby?" Was this hoopla? Um, no, it turned out it was an alt rock festival um, that I had tried to bring my baby into, oh. um, and um, yeah, I was um, sent away with the baby, and then we were like. Maybe we can like break in, you know, like with the Just baby. Just the baby over the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you get in the back. Yeah. yeah um, but um, it was a, it was a no. Yeah. So oh. um, it was it just felt so humiliating to be like standing there with a baby that was like clearly dressed for a festival 
and um, there were absolutely no children. It was quite hardcore um, music. Did you not want to like ear defenders on? It was like I was like, what is wrong with me? Could you not go back like dressed as a pregnant lady, just with like have the baby lower down and just cover oh, your head, the idea. baby yes. in just some like some big trousers and like yeah. a jacket with yes. pants yes. and the arms, just yes. a little head poking yeah. out like a scarecrow, dressed yeah. as a dog. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, taking on a leash. No, we could have helped you out. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Harriet, so when and where can people come and see your Edinburgh show? Um, so it's at the Fringe in Edinburgh at Monkey Barrel at 9.10 every night. And then it's at Soho Theatre and then touring the UK. And there's tickets at harrietkemsley.com. We're on at 7.40 from the yes. 18th of August to the 27th. So we'll finish at 8.40. So we can come and see your show. Yes. We can come and see your 7.40 you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, so please. So we'll be on The Underbelly. So go to scummymummies.com or The Underbelly website for tickets for that. I think it's cheaper than the normal show as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about 15. 15 quid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about 23. So it's an absolute bargain. And it is it. shorter. But let's not do the maths now. That's tedious. No. Uh, <laughs> it will double the jokes. We'll double the jokes. Uh, yes. And again, uh, my payment back is out uh, get divorced be happy and I am running the London Marathon please do a sponsor it's for the wonderful charity Gingerbread who help single parents so that's pretty cool uh, and we're on tour afterwards aren't we Ellie yes we are uh, we're having a little break uh, in September but then we're back on the road in October we're going to Nottingham we're going to Stroud Dorking Dorking Worthing uh, where else loads of places yeah 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 and we're going back to Bath Bath, uh, Bath. The big two nights in uh, Comedia, which is going to be yes. amazing. Oh, no. Nice. And we've even booked almost all of our shows up to November 2023. We've even booked to December 23. December, yeah. So not all of those are on sale or on the website yet, but keep an eye out because um, we'll be announcing those, you know. And we Northerners, we're going to Newcastle. Is that yes. north enough for you? Going all right. We're, we're still trying to go to Manchester. It's un- unreasonably hard. I don't really know we're why. We're going to Birmingham. Anyway. Lancaster we're going to. Yes, that's, that's northern. Lincoln. Right. <laughs> Thank you. So, thank you, Harriet. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, uh, well, congratulations on having all your parenting problems solved. As well, you're very <laughs> I welcome. Can't yeah, believe yeah. it. Who and knew? your marriage, yeah. obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it's all fixed. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Bye bye. Absolutely, and I think it gets looser and looser the older you get. I'm just about to sneeze. It'll come soon. It's nice to warn you in advance. Exciting. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and now we're all tense. Yeah, yeah exactly. and there's that awkwardness in the air. Oh, no. Do you want to just do it and then it's... No, I can't force it. Go on, just do it. Achoo! That's it. That's <laughs> you weird. Can't, no, yeah, that's, you no, can't, no, no, it's, it's, it's you tickling. Can't force anyway. It. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.